Paris Society, and you are listening to the Countercultural Podcast. Hello, and welcome back with my co-host. Oh, I'm co-host. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> welcome back, guys. You're my temporary co-host. Oh, uh, okay. I'll take it for sure. But welcome back, guys. Um, where did we leave off last last time? I don't even remember. But mm. this week, I wanted to bring. Actually, I brought this topic to Alex, and we then sat in bed and talked about it, and it was a very nourishing conversation. Yeah. And um yeah, I thought that we should we should have like a collective conversation. Yeah, about it. Yeah. yeah. I know a couple of people sent me DMs and said that the last episode felt like we were just sitting in there in their kitchen having conversation with them. I thought that was cute. Yeah, no, it was nice. I told you that I re-listened to it while I was working and it was nice because it was as if as I was working I would stop working and then maybe pay attention to something that was deeper. But then the rest was just like a nice background, like music or something, you know, noise as I kind of worked. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm down. I'm down. Um. Okay. What did What did I want to talk to you about? Making money and integrity. Yeah. Making money this and integrity. Big, and the fear one. of it. You know. Um. Well, you have a very interesting story, which is why I actually wanted you to come on the podcast i didn't know that i wanted you to share this story but yeah. until and, today until today we both got it. i was mm-hmm. literally thinking about it at the same time as mm-hmm. you when you said i think it's time to share that story maybe yeah but the the whole thing i mean you know by now one of my main things is like divine currency making clean money and i've had to go on my own journey through all of that and i still am on that journey on redefining clean money mutually integrous money money making money in your purpose if you're choosing to kind of build a business using your gifts or making a living using your gifts and it hasn't been easy and Alex and I were just talking off uh off air about just the ups and downs of having a business kind of stopping and feeling like something isn't working and dog paddling and all the different aspects of running a business as an entrepreneur but running a business as an ethical entrepreneur who wants to be in their purpose and one of the things that I come up in sessions or just in conversations in general is almost like twofold right so there is one where it's like I'm one belief where it's like I'm rich but I'm unethical yeah and then the other one is I'm ethical but I'm broke (laughs) and those are such binaries and I feel like with all the languages of awareness that we have and are learning on a day-to-day basis, I think that these tools, human design, jinkies, et cetera, they help us move through or break through that binary thinking or that binary behavior. Even for myself, sometimes I get caught up between, oh my gosh, am I being ethical right now? Or quote unquote, I don't deserve to be rich. Mm -hmm. There's, There's always these like little things that, you know, yeah. You you clear and then more things come there's up to the surface. Yeah, there's another one that comes up to the surface. Just societally, growing up, our parents, mm-hmm. um, which is funny because we have when we first met, our our beliefs were so different. Like I grew up with a mom who was an entrepreneur and who built a multi million dollar mm-hmm. business. Yeah. So I never had any issues with 
being an entrepreneur. Yeah. But you did because you, because yeah, your dad was like a working in the office, work up the ranks and then retire yeah. kind of vibe. Exactly. Yeah. You give yourself to a company and they take care of you mm-hmm. kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, the idea of entrepreneurship when you came into my life really scared me, to be honest. And I did not want to do it. <laughs> your 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 vision scared the fuck out of me because I was like, I do not want to give 30 years of my yeah, life exactly, to I'm a sure. business or to a company who doesn't even know that I exist and I don't get to use my gifts mm-hmm. or I only get to use like a very small compartmentalized like piece of that. So yeah. then I go home to my family and I'm tired and I'm not being challenged, a good kind of challenge, like an iron sharpens iron kind of challenge. Yeah. And I think obviously over the years, we've been together for almost 10 years now, we've been playing and dancing to find a really good rhythm yeah, of entrepreneurship yeah. because what was it in 2019 when everything kind of like fell apart for us um, and then we were getting back on our feet, I kind of took up the role of being the entrepreneur and you were really supportive with the kids mm-hmm. and the home and holding everything down so that. I could do that because I already knew how to make money. So I was like, okay, that didn't work out. Let me just go do my thing like how my mom always did. Hustle real quick. (laughs) Doing whatever it is that I know how to do. Yes, using the innate gifts that I'm aware of. And even before that, I mean, I've been obsessed with purpose and finding my purpose my entire life. And honestly, I've been obsessed with other people's purposes. I'd go up to people and be like, so what do you do? And then they would tell me something and automatically I'd feel in my body like, Mm, you're not supposed to be doing that but I wouldn't say that so then I would always ask more questions like do you like it like what kind of things do you get to do at your job you know and if you had all the money in the world like Mm -hmm. what would you really be doing yeah and then they would share all their secrets with me I have gate 13 so everyone shares their secrets with me and I love it and I just always knew that whatever I had to do it had to it had to fulfill Mm -hmm. the gifts that I had Um, But let's back up a little bit back to those two dangling mainstream beliefs that if I'm ethical, I'm broke or if I'm rich, I'm unethical. And I would love if if you want to go however deep you want to go to tell the story about what kind of what was the catalyst for our rock bottom? Oh, yeah. okay, that's it. Give me the perfect thing to respond to. Um, (laughs) So this was actually 2018. We were living in California. Um, We were about to have Sayla, our daughter, who's our younger child. Yeah. We had already had Elisha, our son. And I was working um, at like a corporate sales job, you Mm -hmm. know. And yeah, I was, we had uh, gone through our whole year of living in Thailand and Mm -hmm. throwing off everything that didn't serve us you know in terms of like our life and what we wanted our marriage to be founded on and we were really at that point trying to like practice like our new belief system you know it didn't it didn't have the verbiage of you know divine currency and of aquarian value system and all of the things that you know you guys now know what it is but but there were the seedlings and we were definitely trying to to grow those um seedlings and so um, at this job, you know, there was a wide variety um, of, of characters and um, it, it was your it was your typical sales job, like where there's it's mostly commission based, you know, so you're you're getting rewarded based off of the amount of sales that you make. And uh, 
and and there's like a culture of competitiveness not really necessarily com- collaborative competitiveness like where we're helping each other grow and um so with that and, and as you work there longer and you start to see some of the people that are really successful you start to see that they are doing things that are <laughs> outside of what we've been told are the rules they create their own rules because to them and and all of us like the ends justify the means okay so um as i learned the the products that we were selling the sector that we were selling it to and all of that and i became a student in that then it was like how do i take this to the next level and so the question becomes do i practice what i know is right or do i join those around me that maybe have more success than me mm. um and 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 justify that the ends are met because i'm now taking care of my family and you know we're gonna do good things with this money yeah. or whatever you know so it, then that's the micro and if you think about it right like as a macro that's like how corporations who take advantage yeah. of workers or exploit this then like oh we'll donate to charity we'll do this like the ends justify the means right that's that's a common thing and and so as i started to do this it's all we all know it's, it's a slippery slope right you take one bite mm. and it's so much easier to do the next thing and and the next thing and the next thing and and this is where you don't think about it at the time, but it's like as you're making this decision to be unethical, you you don't think like, oh, I'm I'm from this one decision, I'm potentially risking my entire family's well being. I'm risking my wife, I'm risking my children, I'm risking myself, you know, in our financial stability. Mm-hmm. Um and everything around us, really just our reputation, like what we like I, am I I don't have anything to stand on. You're not thinking that. You're just thinking like, oh, I'm not going to get caught and, and I'm going to make more money from mm. this. So long story short is um, I did get caught and I was fired. Mm-hmm. I had to come home that day and tell you I was fired and why. Mm-hmm. It wasn't right if I had gotten laid off or they were cut like, you know, it was sudden or whatever. Then, of course, there's understanding, there's empathy, there's grace. But when it is you deliberately made a conscious choice to cheat, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, there is no justification or there is no like all those reasons that I thought, oh, you know, like that she, she would be okay with. It completely goes out the window. Yeah. You know? Um, and so to, to give you the, the, the intimate version of it, right, is I cheated and I was fired. And so how did that how did it, I guess we can go back to then like the point of this episode, which is my belief mm. after I, I think it'd be good for you to share. Like, how did that make you feel? Like, what was your process? Yeah, I mean, of that. so I grew up in a very strict home. So like cheating and lying were like the devil's work, mm. <laughs> which is ironic because obviously, you know, your parents are humans too and they're going through their own things and they're obviously cheating and lying in their own ways I think everyone compartmentalizes and you're the one that taught me that when I met you because I didn't even really know what that was um I knew that each of us move or navigate our lives with a desire to really want to be that true God identity Mm -hmm. that true self yeah 
but we come up against experiences, people, places, things that, I don't know, create fear. And that fear creates distance, mm. distance from, from, from us and, and our God identity. And so I remember my dad had made up this song called Do the Right Thing. And every time we did something that wasn't like, I don't know, we weren't religious or anything, but uh, uh, of the highest standard, he would always sing the song, do the right thing, do the right thing, da, da, da. So I would always just, I always just had an internal measuring uh, compass. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know every single one of us have that. We all have that internal compass. Mm-hmm. We all have that internal tuning fork that says oh man something about this just doesn't feel right and a lot of times we bypass that because we don't have a rooted foundation to hold that so that's what I would call code of ethics values principles that kind of thing later on well hold on I'll I'll, let me go back because there's like a double-edged sword to, to my experience of that. It made me very rigid. Right. It made me very tight in terms of like. There's no room. Th- there, yeah. There's no room for mistakes. And that's like Virgo mom. Right. Everything has to be perfect. Everything has to be, you know, just right. When you came home. I was very shocked. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, I had, we had two little kids then. So I was like, I can't even give you this attention but right Sarah now. Priscilla wasn't even born. We, uh, right. No, she was. No, she, she was. was okay. She was. I remember because yeah, you she walked was. through the door and I was holding yeah, her. No, she had been born. She yeah. was born. And, and I just thought to myself, I do not have the time nor the energy to have to deal with this. So I think I just said something like, figure it out. Yeah. Like, if this is what happened. Figure it out. And... um. I felt like definitely heartbroken mm-hmm. because I, I mean, I, maybe that's just me, but I feel like as a human collective, we're, we each become heartbroken whenever we see someone kind of living out of their God identity of not necessarily what is right or wrong. I'm not talking about more morality here because life itself is not moral. And I don't personally believe that God is a, a moral God. Like I, I don't really believe in like, the revenge of God or the, you know, those types of things that the Bible kind of talks about in the Old Testament. That's not my vibe. I feel like each of us are here to be an evolutionary expression of God, something that's past, that will surpass where we came from, just like your kids will always surpass where, where, where you were. And I think from that point on, it kind of, that action kind of conditioned me and mm. my belief around wait can you be ethical and make money Uh, like before it wasn't wobbly yeah but that experience made me made me think like oh maybe i'm the weird one maybe Mm. i'm the only one that's thinking that you can do that like Mm -hmm. maybe actually i'm the one that's wrong maybe the world just is this way maybe you just lie a little here take a little there take a skim skim a little off the top and like if no one's looking then you know you don't have to say anything about it and you can just go on your merry way. Yeah. Who so, does it really hurt? Who does it really hurt? And like, obviously the ends or the means do justify the ends in some way. Like 
I got to pay my bills. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I got to do what I got to do kind of thing. But I knew deep down inside that I didn't believe that because it goes back to that, like one for all or, or, or all for not like whatever that saying is where it's like me and my family against you and your family. And that just never sat right with me. Yeah. You know, I didn't necessarily see a lot of people making money in integrity. Like my mom. Yes. But I also saw her burn out day after day yeah. after day. So my thing wasn't necessarily that you can't make money in integrity. Mine was you will have to sacrifice your body and personal mm. health and well-being to, to be get rich. It. To yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like because of my betrayal, mm-hmm. did it, it cause you to associate that with, with other people? No, because that, that was our personal relationship so that wasn't like you know something that i would necessarily take out or lash out at other people but i think it definitely gave me a wider perspective that i didn't have before as to why either a you would be scared not you personally but anyone like any human would be scared to um make money and integrity or they would just be like, I don't want to deal with it. I just, I'll just rather be broke. Mm. And that's, that's kind of what I see more often. I don't really see the I'm rich and I'm unethical as much as I see I'm a spiritual being and it's a sin or it's a bad thing to have money. I see more of that than I see on, on, the, on the opposite end of the spectrum. And, and that, that's kind of what I see more in, in you too. Like, yeah, it's better to be broke. It's better to be, to be broke. Yeah. 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 I think, and I think a lot of that comes from, I mean, we've lived all over the world and, and been very privileged to watch, you know, uh, in Thailand, like a, a Buddhist society and then be in Bali now and watch a Hindu society who, just like I think Christianity, believe that like, or I don't, I wouldn't say everyone believes it, but I've watched a lot of people, great portion of society, like hold this belief that yeah, it is holy to be renunciant, like, mm-hmm. and that God will take care of you and will take care of your needs, and mm-hmm. you don't have to. Um, that money is the root of all evil, mm-hmm. you know. So this idea, I think, stemmed a lot from my own version of Christianity, also, like that it, that that for me to be good and me to be holy, like I could not also, like, live in the prosperity that that is mine as as God. I mean, that's so interesting because renunciant is not something that I think less than a point percent of people on this planet are called to renunciate. No, I agree. And the rest of us are called to actually be like human beings on this very material Mm -hmm. plane navigating it. I know that that's one of my biggest lessons in life. I have my south node in the 12th house if you're following Placidus not whole sign. I have my south node in the 12th house and my north node in the 6th house. So one of my really big lessons is to like merge my spiritual body with my physical body mm-hmm. as opposed to constantly catapulting myself out of my physical body to try to return to some like 8D dimension where my body doesn't exist and I'm like free from the burden of taking care of it on a day-to-day day-to-day basis. So I know for me that that's such a huge focus and something that I have to be so aware of to the point where I'm like constantly, you know, 
experimenting with, okay, am I, am I in my body? How am I running my business? Is it matching with my spiritual beliefs, quote unquote? Is it matching with my ethics? Is it matching with all these different things? And can I still receive the money that I need to take care of my physical body? I think when we're not able to take care of our physical body, I don't think that that makes us holy. Mm. I think that that makes us very um, disconnected yeah. from whatever holy text or energy that yeah. you believe in. I f- almost feel like it's a kick in the face to whatever God you pray to that you have this physical body that's hopefully somewhat healthy and agile, vital enough to even ideate on things, to create something to serve your physical life. And you're kind of just being like, well, God will save me. Yeah. And, and, and also, like, I think what you were saying is when your, your vessel is not nourished, you can't even hold what is holy because there's no, there's no space for it. No, I think, I, I think that what's happening is like you're only thinking that one perspective is holy. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it's about you're holding or not holding holy. I think that if you're only seeing that being broke is somehow more virtuous than having money, you're only seeing, again, one, os- one side, one perspective of a binary, still binary right. thinking. It's still white or black thinking. Yeah. But if you understand that you're God and you have this God identity, you move beyond the binary into it doesn't matter if I'm broke and ethical or if i'm rich and unethical like those two things don't matter it's am i in my god identity yeah am i living from that identity am i creating from that identity am i expressing from that identity am i in relationships with that identity yes or no Mm. and only you will know that thing and for me that's that's what i'm asking every single day it's like okay am i making this piece of content from that identity am i speaking on this podcast from that identity And if the answer is yes, and I'm still not feeling fully taken care of, then that for me tells me that I'm not asking for for what I want, or I'm feeling shame around that desire. Mm. So Mm. what I'm what I'm constantly working on is like accepting the desire to want to be ethical because it feels good. It's not some like moralistic code that I'm upholding. It just feels good to me to be ethical in whatever it is that I'm doing. And it simultaneously feels good to be able to pay my bills and have all the beautiful, luxurious things that I want to take care of my body. Now, if I can find a way to do those two things, then for me and what I am wanting out of this life, I feel like I've accomplished that. Yeah. No. What about for you? <sighs> you feel like I feel like you're like in a deep thought. I thought that. <laughs> Yeah, this conversation is making me think a lot about my own. I still feel like because I still feel like I'm deeply in this journey of making money and integrity Mm -hmm. and being in integrity and what that does for my body and how nourished I am. I I could not even concisely say like the two things you just said, Mm. which are, you know, like when you're feeling shame and or like. Well, do you feel shame? Do you feel shame for making money right now? Because you have a job now and you have a, a job where you're happy and you're in, in integrity, but you're not making the amount of money that you want. Mm-hmm. So do you feel shame for that? Or do you, do you feel shame for the desire to make more in this specific job? Mm, or do you just feel like, well, I'm in my purpose and I'm feeling really good. So, you know, it's okay. You don't have to pay me that much. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I, to be honest, I think I do a little bit still. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's totally valid. Yeah, I think that I feel like it should only be done like, like you said, you're right. Like maybe from uh, the old moralistic perspective, which is like, okay, I've done these things. I've proven that I'm a good boy, Mm. basically. So now I'll get a little bit more coins. Mm. And then, then. Like the church will give me some more. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, um, I would ask if, if someone is feeling that same way, I would ask like, how would you describe your God identity? You, yours, not a God identity, but like Alex's. Mm -hmm. They're, they're just, they do the right thing because it feels good. Mm Mm-hmm. They they know what their prosperity is and they don't have to ask for it or do anything because of it. It's just their inheritance. Mm-hmm. And the way that they move about everything that they get into is peaceful. Mm-hmm. And there's not any shame mm-hmm. around it. It's And that's like what you just described is like the essence of your God identity. And... I more so want to know what are the desires of this God identity, mm. like the humanistic uh, yeah. desires, because I feel like when we speak like that, it's almost like a, it's still 8D. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's still like, you know, the essence of me that knows that I can do the good thing mm-hmm. and that I'm I'm a prosperous being. And all those things are so amazing because like I was saying earlier, normally I find that there are people who are like, well, I deserve all the fucking money in the world and they are afraid to get to the place that you just described. Yeah. Or vice versa. Those of us who are coming from the spiritual yeah. side are like, What? I don't have any desires. That's stupid. That's yeah. yucky. That's Yeah. Silly. No, that's great. I mean, and that's you putting me on the spot thank you Mm. like with like your genius of feeling tension when it's not exactly in alignment i mean i would say that that guy got identity like does want to be incredibly wealthy rich Mm. like rich to the point where my giant heart can give at any time Mm -hmm. you know and it's not i because i don't question that aspect of my god identity like in terms of like knowing the discernment of who and what um to give and who and what to act but I definitely, yeah, like when my resources or my assets or whatever, the thing that I have is low, I feel like, oh, yeah, I'll give everything that I have. And then like something or God or like, we'll just take care of it. The rest mm. when it's like I'm not at the as God myself asking for what I actually need, mm-hmm. you know, which is, yeah, I, I, I do need a certain amount of wealth and a mm-hmm. certain amount of stability. Mm-hmm. and structure you know mm-hmm. what i mean and in my human like god experience for me to live as god every day you know what i mean yeah i it's that's so interesting because i do wonder like how often we don't accept our human self like we are so repulsed and we're taught to be repulsed of our humanity of our personhood of our physical body and well-being that it's like either you just work and just slave away and you just don't think about the pain that your physical body is going through, or you kind of go the other route and it's like completely hedonistic and you don't even think about your spiritual self, your soul self or anything like that. Um, 
which again is still in the binary thinking, but mm-hmm. I think that that's where we are collectively. I think that we're navigating and oscillating both like opposite ends of the spectrum to go fully, fully, fully into them so that we can break through above it and just be like, oh, we don't need those two opposite things and we don't have to judge them and they don't have to be rules and they don't have to be these like dogmatic ways of existing. Um, because for me, it's like, I know that I am in my God identity and I know what it means to need things on the physical plane. Like I said, I feel like that's what, that's my biggest lesson here is yeah. to like be on the physical plane. Um, but one of the things that I picked up from my mom um, amongst so many other things that she made me so confident in is that I would have to sacrifice my health, which I did. And I went through a whole year of just mysterious ailments after making so much money in my business. So that was like, my upper limit that said okay well you can make money but you know that you're gonna have to sacrifice this thing called health Mm -hmm. called personal well-being called physical well-being and i think when that happened i was like oh then i don't want the money anymore again back to like binary thinking just being like uh all right you can have it i'm i'm good mostly because i can get up any single day of the week and go and make money i i could let it go but then when you're telling me that I'm going to have to sacrifice my health for it, and now I realize how precious my health is. So instead of kind of taking it and turning it and tossing it and saying, ah, you know what? I'm going to use the money that I have to take care of my physical health because actually my God identity, that's one of the things that makes it into my trifecta of me being a divinely human being is that I need the money for my personal physical health because that's the lesson I'm here mm. to learn. I didn't do that first. I went through the whole year of just like spiraling. And then finally mm. <laughs> at the end of last year, I was like, no, I need this money. And I know exactly what I'm going to do with it. Yeah. I'm going to spend it on my physical health because without my physical health, there's nothing else that I can do. I can't, I can't do anything. Yeah. There is nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think it's interesting also, though, what we've learned is that, like, for a, lo- for a lot of when you were making all of that money, you thought that you were out of integrity, like, with mm-hmm. people. But the thing mm-hmm. was, you were just out of integrity with, with myself. Yourself. Yep. And I exactly. think that's such a, mm-hmm. that's, I think that was such a beautiful reflection. Yeah. Because that, that's one, it's either both mm-hmm. and or the other mm-hmm. totally. with all of us. Totally. Either we're not in integrity with ourselves or we're not in integrity with the interactions that we're having with our external beings, you know, or other humans or nature or whatever. Totally. You know? um, totally. That's exactly yeah. it. Because again, I think when we are spiritual beings and we identify as spiritual beings or God identity, whatever you want to call it, and you are wanting to have a business because I mostly work with creative humans who want to have an ethical business they want to first you know find their purpose like get into that sticky ooey gooey yummy space with their purpose and then see how they can leverage that to actually make a business that feels so good in in their body because they do want to make money when we should be able to all make money or make a living with our gifts we shouldn't have to hide our gifts or like put them on the back burner or do all these other nonsensical things yeah to it, it. it totally so that's totally what it is. It's just like, I'm going to dance around in my monkey suit and, you know, hopefully you'll pay me for that. Now that's not the same thing as like getting the job to yeah. support you while right, you're figuring exactly. it out. I'm not talking about that. That's a totally different vibe. 
And also um, something that we've reflected deeply about yes. actually is like at the beginning of this conversation talking about the two differences in our upbringing, right? Of like the corporate route mm-hmm. and the entrepreneur route. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that like, you know, the conclusion we came to is like, it's just, it, it can't be disproportional. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of your energetics, like mm-hmm. full on this way, you know, mm-hmm. it, it just, again, it, Unless that's your purpose. Yeah. Unless, unless your purpose is, yeah, isn't, is, yeah. isn't corporate. Yeah, and to like exactly, completely dismantle yeah. whatever's going on in that field. Like not everyone is going to be an entrepreneur. And I totally get that and respect that. We need people whose whose purpose it is to be in those corporate spaces. Yeah. But the point that you brought up about being in, being in integrity with other people and being in integrity with yourself is so spot on. Because if you guys travel with me now, we've moved from Placidus to Whole Sign house in my chart now my north node jumps from um the sixth house to the seventh house and the seventh house is all about being in relationships but normally when i would read and research about it i would only ever get things that's like your marriage your partner your clients like things like that it never talked about self-love it never talked about the mm. relationship with yourself self, yeah. and i'm realizing that exactly what you said is that when i was making all that money and I'm still making money, but when <laughs> the point that I'm referencing, I thought that the feeling that was going on inside of me, like you said, was that I was being out of integrity. But come to find out, people were actually giving me compliments and celebrating me because I was selling in such integrity that made them feel good. Not only was I delivering on a on a product that actually shifted and changed and supported them, but I didn't make them feel guilty if they didn't sign up or they didn't buy the thing. In, in fact, they still left with something. I've heard people tell me that I give too many things away. And that was, again, back to the stuff with my mom. It's like, you know, mom, I mean, she'll give you anything. Even if it's her last breadcrumb on her plate and she hasn't eaten anything all day, she will still give it to you. And that's how I was raised. So it was always out of integrity with self. Yeah. And I feel like that tied in with my physical health is why I'm here. It's like to make money with integrity to myself because Mm -hmm. I already know how to be in integrity with other people. So I think if you're listening, that's something that you're going to have to kind of, you know, look into your heart and say like, am I out of integrity with other people? And that's why it's not feeling good when I go to sell or am I out of integrity with myself? And that's why it feels not good when I go to make a product or, you know, put out, out a piece of content or whatever, because I'm starting to really detach from the personal tinge or like I've stopped personalizing everything in business. And that has helped me a lot, like to just create the content. And it's not about you, even though your face is on it. And it's not about your words, even though your voice is on it. It's literally about you understanding how to talk and tell people about your gifts and why you feel like it can make a contribution yeah. in in their world or or in, in the world in general and i think when we look at it from that point business becomes a lot easier mm-hmm. entrepreneurship i should say yeah and it goes back to like what we wanted to tie in this episode about from last episode about prosperity bonding it yeah. makes it possible Ooh, should we go i just feel like i don't want to make this episode too long yeah i know <laughs> okay let's do it just Sorry, a little I didn't bit mean to <laughs> <laughs> segue <laughs> Okay, sorry for the construction again, but we are moving and then hopefully to a place that doesn't have all this background noise, if you can hear it. Okay, so like the last episode, we ended with talking about prosperity bonding. And that was something that came to me 
probably like the day before we recorded that. And I was just like, oh, that's what it was. Um, being relatable. Hmm. How like a lot of us will stop ourselves from making the money that's for us because we want to be relatable. And it's so much easier to be relatable with broke people than it is to be relatable with rich people. Or, or just relatable with cheaters. Oh, yeah. Like, totally. like for me, I'm saying truthfully, it was easier for me to take on something that would make my job easier i'm um, air quotations mm -hmm. and make more money because everyone else who was the top tier sales dude were doing, doing it, it. Mm -hmm. yeah it made me mm -hmm. relatable mm -hmm. instead of being the guy who was like you think you're fucking better than us mm -hmm. fuck you alex it was like <laughs> okay i'll just do it excuse my language and getting passionate but yeah that it, so yeah it's relatable in anything not just well i laugh because you know that some of my biggest like childhood wounds are rejection from the group and being the person that's like Oh, Jazz, you think you're better than us? Right. Or you think you're smarter than us? And I, literally, I'm just sitting there as like my my 10 year old self being like, I didn't even know we were talking about having sex with boys right now. Like, <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to be better. I'm not trying to do anything. I think internally, I was just I've always been so comfortable not being part of the crowd. Yeah. I mean, that's South Node and Leo stuff. And um, just being like, OK, well, I'm doing my own thing over here. You know, if if that's not what we're doing, then I don't have to be part of your group. And I think that that's what I really do bring to the table with other people is that when I see them following it, falling into the society of sameness, I'm like, I just want to scoop yeah, you up and you out. just pluck Again, you out of there. Going back to you noticing and being obsessed with other people's purpose. Yeah, totally. Not purpose being something you do, but something that you are, which is that it's you're just different. everything that you breathe. Yes, you're is different. Is your purpose, like your function, your contribution. I mean, and that's, you plucked me out. And it's funny because you say Leo and South Node, I am too. But yeah. why was I the same? I was I was a samezy. Well, well, hold on, because I feel like your Leo and South Node is I want to be part of the cool kids. Yes. So it's still uh, okay. it's still yeah, it with is. like you just said, all the people that were getting all the high flying yeah. awards. That's all and, I ever wanted. Yeah. I mean, I think love, connection, adoration, success. I think that those are such fair things that everyone wants. And I do believe deep down in my heart that everyone deserves to experience or receive that. But I don't think that we have to compromise our differentiation for that. I think that obviously if you're listening to this podcast, there's something in you where either you've been studying human design, which is the science of differentiation, you speak that language, or you just know that you've been hiding from who you really are, and not only hiding internally, but with your actions, with the way that you live your life, with the clothes that you wear, the way that you wear your hair, or the people who you really want to be in a relationship with but you're not actually and that's what i meant by trauma bonding versus prosperity bonding is that we're we can be so afraid to stand out from the group that we would rather fall into being in relationships with people who are holding reflections of our deepest darkest shadows mm -hmm. rather than being around people who will force us to completely expand into the god yeah. that we are right, right. exactly it's like a it's beautiful, I think, to to accept someone at their lowest. But I, how can you also accept someone at their highest and then be be reflecting each other to that place? Yeah, you know, well, that's I feel like that's the whole thing. Yeah, and I will happily take all the insults and all the things. I'll take it on. 
I mean, not take it on like I'll carry it for you, but you can definitely try to swing it at me. It's just going to fall off because I so wholeheartedly believe that we are all here to be different and in our difference is the thing that unites us. And if we don't make an effort to do everything that we can to stand in that difference and to stand it with confidence and to stand with like belief, really it's belief. It's like you have to believe that you're God. Then secondly, you have to believe that it's okay to express so differently than the person that's standing next to you. And that is what makes your business, if you're an entrepreneur, stand out. Not that there can't be 50 million coaches. There can be. But if you are supposed to be a coach that's specifically for women that want to, I don't really know, but something really, really, really specific, and you try to go super broad, you're going to get lost in in the sauce. And then you're going to wonder why, oh, I'm not making any money. I'm not doing all these other things. And it's like, because all you need to do is go super specific. And I feel like that's what we did with Born Saved. Yeah, I was just sitting at the table languishing about the whole man and born saved and what is it supposed to be? And you just the tension, the S-H-I-T out of me to understand that, like, what is born saved and why am I doing it? And what do I want to be? And I said, I want to be a pastor. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) I am. But that's my that's my purpose. And like you said, it it you know it, you know it, you feel it. And and then, and then every moment in your life that you have been in that, it always just like reveals itself. Well, I think it's really cool too, because I think at the beginning of everything with born saved, you were like still navigating all your healing and stuff with everything that has happened in the past almost 10 years. And, um, I think you kind of wanted to distance yourself. Like you wanted to do Born Save, but you were doing it at a distance. Totally. And it was like, oh, I don't want to get hurt again. And I don't want to like be embarrassed or anything. So I'll just kind of share topically what I'm going through as opposed to like what's in the depths of my heart. Exactly. Yeah. And And I didn't want to be associated with mm -hmm. modern Christianity Mm -hmm. in any way. Mm -hmm. Even if I have found some peace like in, you Mm -hmm. know, Christ consciousness or I, I just wanted to talk about krishna and buddha and like things that are like in the west like yeah that are more accepted yeah exactly that's not uh controversial that doesn't have trauma like my trauma afflicted with it so yeah i wanted to just do it in Mm. intimate conversations and not like an outward oh yeah i know but it's i know but it's those things that it's that feeling of like ooh, ea that that's where our niche or our people are gonna find us in that ea moment where it's like because for me it's ooh. Yeah, I know that I can make a lot of money, but also I never sought to believe that I could make a lot of money while upholding my health and while not compromising and while not sacrificing and while not suffering. Like, I didn't see that. So now my whole thing is like, I'm sorry, personal well-being is the thing. It's 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 not an afterthought. It's a requirement for this type of work. Like, if you want to just not just but because being in your purpose is a huge thing but i'm more so talking to people who are in their purpose want to be in their purpose and then want to make a living off of that and also kind of are holding back because they feel that they're going to burn out or they feel like they have to do so much more work than than what's really required like what's really being asked of them and i just want to dismantle that like that's not even at all how it has to be like you can make as much money as you need and still be 
in the space that you want to inhabit with the business that you want to build and grow and have your generational wealth and all the things that you want to do. Because for me, that's, that's what I'm doing. That's, that is the most logical part of my dream Mm. is like that you can have all of this, but it's going to require you to energy fast or fast or detach or to remove or to release the static from those old experiences that told you that you couldn't have it or if you did want it you'd have to have it in this way or all these different things like things that I saw with my mom where it's like yeah you have a million dollars in the bank but you can't get out of bed right because you're so burnt out yeah like you're exhausted and then I think to myself, I don't want that million dollars. That's right, exactly. silly. Yeah, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather yeah. be broke and right. be able to run around with my kids and laugh and hang out with my husband. And we'll just be ha ha and being broke together on the floor with no yeah. furniture. <laughs> right. <laughs> then to be like, you know, almost like in a catatonic state in the bed. Yeah. And then all these other type of like ailments and um, just like health habits bad health habits that stem off of that like over drinking coffee you know how mama was, was like saying like how she had to quit coffee because it was literally like breaking down her body yeah. but she needed it to stay up and do all the work that she yeah, was doing yeah. and so mm. having to really i mean and i feel like that's what i did all last year was like energy fasting from that storyline yeah. that was inside of my field telling me hey you want to have money yeah. Okay, well, you're going to sacrifice your blood, sweat, and tears for it. And I'm like, okay, no, you can have it. Yeah, You exactly. can take it. Take I don't, it yeah, I don't want any mine. of that. It's not mine. Exactly. And then the same thing for you, you know, kind of like fasting from, the, from your familial stories mm-hmm. um, and moving into this place where it's like, no, I love talking about the Bible I, and I want to I talk about it in this way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think, I think. For for me, as I've gone through this episode, recording it, I realized that like, also for me, and and what is nourishment for me, and what's integrity to myself is like saying that I need, I need a a lot of money. Like I or I, I can make. <laughs> see, it's even hard for me to say, but I had it while you were talking. And I forgot. Like how no, I wanted this to is, say. It. No, this but is no, this is this is so good because it's. You know, when we get to this point where we're like, uh, it's on the cusp, like we want to jump off. We want to, yeah. you know, fly into the abyss of the truth that we know. Yeah. And it's like, ee, oh, ee, oh, exactly. Ah, 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 you start <laughs> and you <laughs> stop and go. But I can I can be in integrity in the work that I do and make a lot of money. Yes. And and see the the af- af- not affirming, but like you actually verbally saying it is now giving your body and mind a roadmap to carve that path out. And you can do any type of practices that you feel that can get you to that subconscious space or to that essence space where mm. it's just you and your God identity. And in that, in that space, you, you and God, the God that's within you, is carving that to be true for you. And I, I call it energy fasting because that's kind of like what I developed over the years was that's what I was doing. I was energy fasting. I would, you know, do this practice, clear this thing out. I would do that practice, clear this other thing out. And this is my third year in a row developing this, developing energy fasting into like an actual thing. Like a process. Like a process. Yes. And, and I, I can always feel when something's coming up, then I'll, I'll go and do my energy fasting process around it. I'll go and find the affirmation. I'll go and find the evidence and then I'll go down into that space 
I call it the temple of devotion, where only God and I are there. And we will do the thing that we need to do to clear and excavate, make space for that affirmation that you just said, which is I can make money and integrity for it to be true. So that when I come up and into this real reality human world, I'm taking action from that place and not from the ooh, ee, ah, mm, maybe I can. Yeah. <laughs> even though that's such a great place to start, yeah, like to even say it out loud, yeah. like that's a huge yeah. deal. And I'm, I'm really proud of you for saying that, yeah. like live in front of everyone. Well, it's getting back to your like little kid self. That's like totally. where you stopped. Honestly, totally. that's what I just felt. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. I must have the courage this time to like, you know, Elisha sometimes mm-hmm. he's six. He comes up to us and he, you can tell he wants to say something. And then when it comes to say to us, he's like, he kind of forgets it or yeah. he drops the ball. It's that. It's like, or even okay. Sissy, she'll do a joke. Yeah. She'll like try yeah. to be funny. Yeah. You know, it's, right. it's or instead of they're, just, they're the mechanisms that yeah. save us from, will this person think I'm stupid? Will this person think I'm silly? Will they excommunicate yeah. me from the group? Will they reject me? And all that's happening, I feel that all that's happening is that we are about to express our God identity and that person, whoever is in front of us, maybe, not maybe, we just don't feel that, th- that they'll love it. We don't feel that, that, that they'll love us for it. Yeah. And so we kind of live this life that's an acquired sense of self. It's almost like you taking little bits and tastes from different people. And you say, ooh, I like the way that they showed up there because they didn't get shamed for that. That's something that I, I did a lot, especially with an undefined G. I'm like, oh, that person found success there. I'll just tweak these two little four things and then, you know, I'll show up as them. But actually what's happening is I'm afraid. Mm. I'm afraid of just being my full, 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 full self. And, you know, you've been watching me kind of navigate air society, energy fasting and all the things that are coming up in terms of different offers and things that we're working on. And I'm, and I'm, constantly having to make sure that I'm okay. Like, am I okay now? Am I okay now? Because it feels like what I'm about to talk about is weird or what I'm about to talk about is like too far out there that I won't be safe or rather my God identity won't be safe. So mm. what should I do to mask or cover it up? Um, and it's just practice. Yeah, it is. It's totally just a practice because not only is mine now like I can make money with integrity. It's like I can make money with integrity doing the weird shit that I like to do. Right. That's mine now. It's like and then it gets more refined and refined and refined. The more that you have and express this God identity, the more refined your expression becomes. And it's like so unique to you that people will just want to throw their money at you. But you really do have to chip and de-layer and undress until you get to that quintessence spark of who you are and that's your purpose and if you can get to that place i mean the world is yours the world is yours and you and that is goes back to something that you always say and we say in our relationship is that don't replace a pleasure to reach a higher pleasure that is a higher pleasure and it's just so good Mm -hmm. sweet nectar (laughs) well i guess that's a good place to end it yeah. yeah, so we'll see you guys next week.